Welcome back to the Act Two podcast, a podcast for the real life working screenwriter. I'm Tasha Hugh. And I'm Josh Hallman. How you doing, Josh? Great. I was telling you that I, uh, I've been drinking coffee all day and it's culminating into this moment right now. <laughs> I've never been more excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and what are we talking about today? We're talking about the writer's work schedule because ours are very different and yet we still manage to write somehow. Yeah. An important thing to talk about anyway, because I'm always really curious, not just of your writing schedule, but anyone's writing schedule. Because I hear people talk about these crazy hours they work and blah, 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 blah. So. And it's literally the first thing almost everyone asks a writer in an interview is like, what does your day look like? What time do you wake up? And I always felt like when a writer answered this question in a panel, I was never fully satisfied. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know why. I, I think they were just too vague or maybe they didn't want to let go of their secret or they just didn't think anyone would care. But I'm fascinated just like you by what writers do in their, <laughs> in their everyday life. Yeah, me too. I think everyone is looking for that secret sauce on how to maximize like brain power and productivity. And there is no secret sauce, I don't think. I think that's going to be the conclusion of this podcast. <laughs> are. are we done? That, yeah, we're done. Every, hey, everyone. Every, every writer is completely different. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's talk about our schedules. What's your schedule like? I feel like I want to talk about two different writing schedules because... Right now, I'm like two weeks into a writer's room, so my schedule is very different than it has been for like the last five years that I've been writing professionally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but right now, the way it looks is I wake up around like seven-ish and I sleepily make coffee and I s- immediately sit at my computer. So I'm in my pajamas when I'm sitting in front of my computer and I'm working on one of, I think I have like five projects right now that I'm working on mm-hmm. at various stages, either actively writing or just brainstorming or I'm researching. And then at 10 a.m., so that's a good three-hour chunk, um, so from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. And then at 10 a.m. is when my writer's room starts. And we'll usually work till about 1230 and Mm -hmm. then we'll break for lunch so in there i'm usually making lunch which takes a while and then trying to cram in either time with my boyfriend in there um like today i i I made a salad and sat down we watched the baseball game and he was just like i'm so happy we got to spend this time together and it was like 30 minutes (laughs) but like that's sometimes how my days go um yeah or i work during lunch and just work on a different project well, let me ask you this, not to get ahead of ourselves, but um, when you say you start at seven, do you know what you're getting yourself into out of all of your projects? Like, do you think about it the night before or is it wake up seven o'clock and then like actually till like 730, you're trying to kind of smooth out what you're going to work on? That's a really good question. Actually, it varies depending on my state of mind, but where I like to be if I'm running on all cylinders is I have, I actually did this last night before waking up this morning, was I put on my calendar for the week what I need to be working on. 
And mm -hmm. so my 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. slot is going to be this. And then my later afternoon slot is going to be this. So I know, so I don't have to waste that half hour being like, oh, oh hum, what am I going to be working on? I just know as soon as I sit down, I'm focused on Project X. That's perfect. And there's no like morning meditation. There's no, oh God, there's you're calling nothing. Me out. <laughs> you just wake up and go to the computer. My entire life, I've wanted to add morning meditation. And Josh and I have talked about this. So I feel like you're being a dick calling me out on it. No, no. I, I'm, I'm just genuinely curious about that moment. I always find it. Let me tell you why. Not to not to step on your toes, but when I wake up, and I'm not saying this is right or wrong or anything, but I, I need like a buffer of time to like get fresh air and stretch my eyeballs and just like stare into the sky and think about my day. Only because if I don't do that, I don't know, I feel like a robot personally. Yeah, I do feel like a robot. So that is <laughs> that is the effect of not having that morning meditation. Um, fuck, fine, Josh, I'll add morning meditation. The next time we do this podcast, uh, I'll add that as part of my work schedule. <laughs> Because I think Great. you're absolutely right. I think it totally, it it totally sets the stage for the day, and I always feel better when I do it. Um, but yes, I I don't do oh. it currently. <laughs> so you're seven to ten, and then you hit your writer's room, then you see your boyfriend for a fraction of of the of the day. But <laughs> the then after break. your writer's room, then yeah. What? So then we pick up from two to four again, um, and then from. From there, I, I try to do like a three-hour block at least of a different project than what I worked on in the morning. Or if I still have to work on that same project, I'll do it there. So that's a three-hour block. Um, it doesn't always work out as three hours. Sometimes it's more. Sometimes it's less if my brain is just really dead. But that's generally mm -hmm. what I like to do. So that's 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And for me, it's not unusual to work a 12-hour day. Even if I didn't have that room sandwiched in the middle of my day, I still would be working that whole time. Yeah. And something we're going to talk about is working when you're actually not working. Like what I mean by that is what you had said when you are researching on Wikipedia or I think as writers, and I don't want to get too far ahead because I feel like what I'm about to say is like something I always think about is like you spend a lot of time, not you, but writers thinking and that thinking is considered working, right? I, I definitely sandwich thinking into that 12-hour workday for sure. Right. And by thinking, I mean pondering story beats and this and that. It's not just you're sitting at your computer typing words for 12 straight hours. No. Is it? I'm pausing because I, if I'm on a draft, it might be. <laughs> but of course, like part of part of that is 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 like walking away from your desk and you just like walk around the room and you, and you're like, Oh, like how would this, like <laughs> I was writing wow. um, an action movie recently and I, I just turned that draft in a few weeks ago. And as part of my writing process, I would go out to my boyfriend and be like, Hey, so like, help me block this action scene. What if I did this? And so like, now it's just us like pretend fighting in the living room. <laughs> um, so sometimes wow. that's considered work, right? <laughs> That's what that's exactly what I'm talking about. Moments like that where you're not actually quote unquote writing. But yeah. you are writing. That's definitely still work. Which is writing ridiculous, means so much. by the way. 
That's so awesome. <laughs> All right. So you're basically seven to seven. Yeah. Monday through Friday. Oh, at, at least. Um, I will often work on the weekends, but that's. Yeah, I was going to ask. And what happens? Yeah. What happens on the weekends? Uh, it's a little more lazy. I wake up whenever I want, <laughs> and, which is also usually seven. <laughs> and yeah. and it's I take it a little slower. I'm not like immediately at my computer, um, but I will. I mean, it's it's again, it depends on my schedule. Like if I'm really busy, I have deadlines coming up. I could work another twelve hours on a Saturday or Sunday. If there's not hard deadlines, but I still want to get work done. It's It looks more like three to four hours. And I'm more of a mm -hmm. morning writer. I, I function the best at that time. So I'll usually get that done before lunch or just slightly after lunch. So around two or three on the weekends, I can check out and just hang yeah. out with my boyfriend or friends or whoever. I guess not friends anymore because we're in the pandemic era, but... You have no friends. <laughs> and I nobody have no does. friends also. <laughs> no, I mean, nobody has friends anymore. Not just... <laughs> it's okay. The truth bombs just keep no, coming out no. today. No, I, I was saying we, nobody has. We don't see anyone anymore. You're, you, I actually see you more than I see. It's like my that wife. true, yeah. And you. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I don't see anyone. All right. Well, okay. So that's my crazy work schedule. And I know yours <laughs> is very different and equally crazy. So what does yours look like? All right. Here's what mine currently looks like. I'm up around 530. I get my 15 minutes of eye stretching in outside fresh air. I used to try, I used to do five, but then, um, just recently I realized I was really tired and I needed to just get a little more time. And I start writing probably by about 545. And then I write until about 7.30, which is when I have to wake up my daughter if she doesn't wake up between 7 and 7.30. And then she starts school now at like 8.15. And so I'm with her on my computer, but like in the range of wherever she is because she's doing this Zoom thing, a preschool Zoom thing, which should be a whole other guy. Never mind. Um, I'm basically with her until 11. And that's when... The relief comes in. We have uh, someone come in and like a family member come watch her until five o'clock, five, five thirty. And so my writing is from eleven to five thirty. This is like I'm in it right now. That that's my my plot of time to just get everything done. And then I usually try to stop around five thirty, take a little break, eat, say hi to people in my household. And then um, as you know, I I've made a point during the pandemic to try to like put her to sleep and seem like I'm an active parent and, um, or present parent, I should say. And, um, then I'll sometimes work after that, but not really. I say I do, but it doesn't really happen often. I get right, real tired around 10. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you wake up pretty early. Yeah. So that's pretty much my schedule. I have a so chunk how many of time hours of day. work is that? That's quite a lot still. Yeah. No, no, no. It's great. It's, um, Seven hours, eight, nine hours. Yeah, that's a solid work day. Yeah, it's And again, awesome. you're like writing that whole time. You have a separate office that's kind of away from the house a little bit. So you're a yeah. bit isolated. Yeah, there's some curveballs that are always thrown in throughout the day. Things just happen, you know, as you know. And um, uh, so I don't want to say like I'm like 
it's like the greatest focus in the world because there's a lot of distractions throughout, but that's the kid life. And if anyone is listening to this who does not have a kid, I would just like to stress the importance of taking advantage of time. Oh, what a different time that was. <laughs> <laughs> and what it's crazy because I feel like I don't have enough time ever. Um, and I should never say that around you, so I apologize. <laughs> no, 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 it's all right. Actually, the the thing is, is having a, for me at least, it's really kind of dialed me in. Whereas before I used to think to myself, all right, I'll just get this done at a later time. I'll get this done at a later time. But now that there's like a human being that's relying on me, I need to really focus. I've actually heard that. I've heard writers say they are so grateful they had a kid because now they have a very specific time that they can write and that is it. And so they do exactly as you described. They get really honed in and they don't procrastinate anymore. And it solves yeah. a lot of those problems. So maybe there's- Yeah, it's side. weird. And yeah, and before uh, my daughter was around, I think that was the case where I'd be like, okay, I just need to get a few things done. I need to get this done by Friday or like something has to be submitted or whatever the case. And I just knew I had all of this time. It was really weird. Yeah. And that's just speaking generally, I feel like that's really interesting because as a writer, I feel like I've always before I became a professional writer and had like deadlines I had to do or people would fire me, there's a sense right. of like, my brain will work when my brain works and I'll write mm -hmm. when I can. And you can't, you can't dictate this flow. <laughs> it's yeah. going to happen when it happens. <laughs> this but is creation. Yeah. That is, unless you're writing a spec on your own time and you're just kind of doing that for fun, that's never going to be the reality of writing. Yeah. No, it's not. And something that's interesting is you kind of end up giving yourself these self-imposed deadlines, but it's really easy to lapse on those deadlines. Yeah. Well, that kind of is a good segue to talking about how many projects you typically work on at once. And then how do you break up your day to manage mm -hmm. those projects? Because as you're writing a spec and you have your self-imposed deadline, um, are you also working on other things and kind of setting that aside in your second chunk of the day? Are you only working on that? Like what is writing a spec right now look like for you schedule wise? Um, I'm typically, there's always like three things that I'm trying to work on or will be working on at any given point, whether that be, uh, with someone else, like I'm working on uh, a pilot thing with someone, uh, I'm working on a spec for myself. And then I'm working on a pitch that actually was brought back into my life that we're trying to get back in order. But usually it is the chunk of my time is always spec related. That's it. I'm always working on my own stuff and I'll do it for about five hours a day, I would say. Okay. Unless there's certain, unless there's like pages I need to get to someone. Like if I told my manager, I'd get them something or something like that. I'll always finish it. And I feel like you and I are a little different in the sense that I work a lot better in like the final like moment. If I have a week to do something, I'll do it in like on like the sixth and seventh day, whereas you kind of finish it early. Yeah. <laughs> my way is not the right way, by the way. <laughs> it's just the way my brain works. It's just like. <laughs> We're so different. It's hilarious. <laughs> but that's kind of what makes this perfect because, yeah, you're. You're right. Like if I'm under the gun, I will get it done, but I function, I think less effectively, but you function at your yeah. highest level <laughs> when someone has a gun to your head. Yeah. Weirdly. You know what I was thinking recently? I don't mean to take us on like a total tangent, but like, 
I was thinking like writing's kind of like a sport to me in a sense where it's like you're always just practicing, 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 and then it's like game time and you have to kind of like perform. That's interesting. That's kind of exactly what it is. Making it sound like a sport is so much more active than I imagined writing being. <laughs> you're sweating. But I'd like to consider myself an athlete. <laughs> yeah, this is it. This is the Olympics now. All right, taking us back. So you will often, right now you just said that you're working on like three projects at once. Yes. So what's typical for you? Like is is three, you're pretty much your average? I would say so. And they're at various yeah. stages. You said you had a pitch, you had another thing you were kind of brainstorming, and then something you're uh, also writing. A pitch, a pilot, which is in like an outlining stage that I have to just get to the producer. And then a spec, which there's no timetable on. Now at this point, I'm in like year 10 of a spec. <laughs> it feels like. <laughs> and it's really been like, what, a year? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you're also, aren't you like also brainstorming other ideas with Dave? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that. So that's, that's something that's also going on. And I feel like you're also always sending me ideas. Like, what about this beats this? Or like, I just saw this. Could this be an idea? So even though you have these three projects you're probably mostly focusing on in a given day, you're still always, your brain's still always active in other areas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Always. And yeah, you and I always share ideas back and forth to each other. But yeah, I don't think, and this is something we're going to talk about, but like in terms of like writing, I don't think... Our, either of our brains ever shut off. I think like it's probably consumes 99% of our days. And, and, uh, even when, you know, we watch TV shows or something, or we'll talk about a TV show and it's like, Oh, what, what worked with this character? What worked here? And why did this yeah. work? And it's like, we're not even enjoying it. It's just, yeah, the I know it's worked works. now. Yeah. hundred percent. And I definitely get yep. in these phases. I don't know if you do too with, with Nicole, your wife, but like when I sit down at the end of a day, and we're eating dinner or whatever, I'm just like completely zoned out. And, and mm -hmm. my boyfriend will be like, are you okay, Tasha? <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I'm just thinking about, you know, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> just like my brain is completely in a different world, trying to break down a scene or figure out character on something. So I just, I feel like it's a 24 hour job. <laughs> it is. That's why it's so hard to talk about a schedule because it's like 24 hours. And you can get a burst of inspiration at a weird time and maybe you go write something or jot down some ideas. Yeah. I think the schedule is is a good guideline and like seeing how other writers uh, organize their day can be very helpful in that regard. But don't feel like you're failing if you're not able to keep that schedule or if your schedule shifts and becomes a little wonky, um, which I'm saying because I need to hear it myself. I definitely beat myself yeah. up if I suddenly am not keeping to a very strict schedule. Well, how has your ch schedule changed over time? I think it's just degrees of busyness. And when I mm -hmm. was by myself before I met my current boyfriend, who I'm now living with, I would work so much more. Mm -hmm. I, I just, it would be from sun up to sundown and seven days a week just because yeah. I could. And now that I have another person in my life, it's actually been very, very good for me. It's It, it allows for this wonderful uh, work-life balance that actually helps your brain when you come back on Monday, having not worked yeah. 12 hours on Sunday. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah. So, and it, and then it of course changes the more projects you have. Like sometimes I'll work four hours and I'll be done and I'll play video games the rest of the day. Um, but at, like right now, when I have five projects that all have deadlines, um, that's impossible. <laughs> there are no video games yeah. to be played. So it's, it's allowing for that transition, I think, and that fluidness that becomes important as a writer, I think. I would agree. But you know, like talking about sort of keeping track of your schedule, because that becomes very important, at least for me. Like I remember one of the most kind of illuminating moments I had that really felt like a big, um, just boulder had been taken off my shoulder was when I sat down with my manager and I was just so harried. I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to work on first. I have so many things I'm going to die. And <laughs> she got into therapist mode and she was like, okay, let me print out your schedule. And we'll say mm -hmm. like, what are you doing from this Monday to this Friday? Okay. Yeah. These are the priorities. You're going to work on this and this. And then I would enter it into my calendar. It'd be a whole separate color than the rest of my life <laughs> because I would just look at it and immediately know, okay, this color is writing. So this is exactly what I have to do and have it done by this time. And that really helps me wrap my mind around my schedule. Like just going willy nilly to my computer and being, oh, yeah. what, what do I feel like working on today? Scares the shit out of me. And I don't think would be yeah. very effective for me. But that I even feel like you're me. not someone who keeps a daily schedule. I have a schedule-ish in like, it's definitely always in my head. Like the night before, I'm like, okay, what do I have to do tomorrow? And yeah, if I'm getting overloaded where there's multiple things, I'll definitely write down a schedule. Okay. Definitely. What does that but look if like? It's only like, like do you, will you go into your calendar and write it down yeah. or are you like creating a list? Uh, I'll do calendar. You know what's weird is I actually have been creating a list for some reason lately. I've been enjoying just writing things down like a madman. I have all these things just scribbled around me. Just it's weird. But um, and I find that kind of helps me a bit more because I think maybe we spend so much time on our computers and our phones. You just retain things a little differently on a notepad. I don't know. I probably sound like an old man saying this, but that's but I'm the that's same way. I get yeah. a list as well, like a physical list with a pen and paper of all the things I need to do. It helps me. It helps me a hundred percent. It makes things seem less scary and overwhelming. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You can just cross it off the list. Did that. <laughs> and you know, what's really helpful. And I'm about to give an act two shout out here is let me just give a backstory is Tasha created something called goal buddies. <laughs> what a name. And as it turns out, my uh, goal buddy is one of my close friends, our close friend, Dave Levinson. And, um, he and I will hold each other accountable for things. We have like a happy hour every week where, oh, my writing schedule didn't account for my happy hour with Dave every week. That's so, very important. That's considered writing time. That's considered, yeah, that is. And um, we talk about, all right, where are you with this? What's going on? And for a while, I was actually keeping Dave's schedule like on my computer just to check in with them. And I still actually have a few things. Um, and he'll check in with me about things. And it's really important where if you're writing something on your own, if you're writing a spec or if you maybe have to get something to a producer, but there's no like set timeline, it's just kind of like, get it to us when you're ready. Um, it's so great to have that goal buddy, that friend, that someone to hold you accountable and just make you feel terrible for not doing it. <laughs> While over drinks. So like best of both worlds there. <laughs> <laughs> Always over drinks. It's, yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah. It is the best of both worlds in that sense. 
I totally agree. Keeping to a schedule is really hard. And that's why I created Goal Buddies is because I was struggling with it. And what was hilarious is at the end of like assigning everyone Goal Buddies that night on our act two uh, get together, I was the only one without a buddy. And I felt like the kid who hadn't been picked in PE. <laughs> so I was like, can I please, can someone please be my Goal Buddy? <laughs> I, I want you to know, I remember that. And then I think I asked you, I was like, do you want to join our Goal Buddy group? And then you're like, I'm in two other groups already. Like something happened in like 24 hours. Because I desperately emailed people that night like, can I be in your group? <laughs> I need a goal buddy. <laughs> yeah, but goal so buddies are great. They're, they're great. Like what, what I do for our group, and you may do the same thing, and every goal buddy group is going to look different depending on how your brain functions. But for us, we keep a, um, a Google Doc that's like an Excel sheet. And mm -hmm. it has color coordination of like, um, you know, blue is projects that are coming up soon that we really have that are like urgent that we have to address right now. Yellow might be projects that um, don't really have a deadline, but I want to keep thinking about, et cetera. And then we go through it when we do our goal buddy meeting, which is like, okay, where are you at this one? Okay, well, like, let's write a note in there. And they'll say to me, like, why don't you give yourself a deadline of this date and we'll keep you accountable, just like you say you do with Dave. And it's just so great to have someone basically managing your time with you and you do feel mm -hmm. like you're accountable because you don't want to let your goal buddy down. <laughs> yeah. Before Dave and I had said we were going to buy each other drinks, like if someone fails on their deadline of something, uh, and this was obviously right before the pandemic. And now it's like, I don't know if we have a running tab or what, I don't even know where we're at with it anymore, <laughs> but it does make you feel terrible if you kind of let someone down. Yeah. I think having like a, a, a monetary punishment is actually, that's actually also a reward because it's a drink or it's food or something. <laughs> so yeah. Great. Yeah. I know some goal buddies in act two, they will actually, um, like one of their prop, one of the writer's problems is they don't get up early enough and they want to get up early enough and they'll just like, they have a thing of just turning on their snooze button on their alarm. And so one of the goal buddies jobs is to like text them at 9 a.m. Oh. and be like, wake up, <laughs> it's time to write. <laughs> So every Gold Buddy group is different. If that's what you need, that's what you get. That's wow. All right. Well, let me ask you this. I'm moving on back to the scheduling or the, uh, yeah, our schedules. Mm -hmm. So you work pretty much seven days a week. Yeah. Do you think, and you had mentioned uh, what you did about like having the work-life balance, but do you think having days off are important? I do now, now that I'm more, more mature. Um. Yeah. But you didn't early on. <laughs> no, I I come from a family that's very much like you work constantly until you die because that's that's just like that's good. that's that's a good functioning human right there. Um, I agree with that actually. It's not a good functioning. Oh, never human. mind. Never mind. <laughs> family sounds awesome. <laughs> well, what I I mean, what I've learned as a creative in a creative job that actually having days off, as scary as it is, particularly if you have a looming deadline or you can't figure something out, like the last thing you want to do is give up on it. But if you yeah. do and you take a break, if it's a couple hours to a couple days, even a week sometimes, um, you can come back and suddenly solve that problem you were having. Yeah. And I love it. I like, I love days off. I don't no, take I them very often, but I love them. No, it, it's crazy how... When you take a vacation, you get a good night of sleep, you take like a break, something, you realize that solves your problems that you have from exactly. whatever you're writing. And for some reason, I don't really implement that as much as I should in my life. 
I should really take more days off. It's because you and I share that same mentality that like if we work harder, we'll get through it. Yeah. And I don't think that's always the case with writing. I don't know. What's hard, and I'd be curious how it is with your manager, but my manager is also that kind of person, which makes it very hard because I think she'll err on the side of just keep working until midnight until you figure this out, Tasha. Call me in the yeah. morning at 6 a.m. when you've got it <laughs> versus oh, wow. like take a day off. Let's see. Let's see if maybe. You know. Yeah, no, my uh, my manager, I don't think he's never really put pressure on me like that. There was only one time that was like I had to get something to him by. I remember I was actually at writer's group and he had called me and we were, it was a long story. I had to get a new draft to someone and he like called me at five or something at night and was like, we need this by like eight. And I was like, oh my God. And I had to rush home and I left you guys. And um, uh, that's not even related to work schedule. But the point is, <laughs> that was a completely random story. But the point being is that, no, I don't think my manager's like that. There's not too much pressure. It's just kind of, he'll do check-ins, yeah, little nudges, but nothing like that. Like, call me in the morning. I guess it's less a pressure from her and more an expectation because she works mm. that hard. And yeah. she's a producer as well. So I feel like good producers will be working these crazy-ass schedules. And they yeah. have often have the mentality of there's no rest for the wicked. Um, yeah. And because I err on that side anyways, I get all riled up with my manager. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to just push, 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 push. And I forget yeah. that you need to take time off. Um, and it's been funny. Like, I've always been really terrified of asking for time off from either people I'm working with or whoever, teachers, whoever. And I have found that asking for time off, like, hey, I got to go on vacation. And I'm sorry it's during the middle of this work week, but I got to go do that. They're usually like, okay, cool. Yeah. There's no like, really? It's not the end of the world if I do this? Like, no, okay, cool. <laughs> Everyone needs a mental health day. I think so, especially this year. Especially this this year has actually been the only time ever in my writing world or just living in LA where I just stopped working for an extended period of time for like maybe like a month straight where I was like, I'm I'm not doing anything. I'm good. Yeah. I just want to survive. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you did that. Do you take days off? On the weekends, I have kind of forced myself into taking writing days off. I'm always thinking about stuff, but in terms of like I do activities now and things where, especially now in 2020, where I'm like, we're getting out of the house. We're going somewhere. I need to get out of this house. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you do. I guess I've never asked you if you take weekends off. I assumed you didn't, to be honest, because you're, you do feel like someone who's always working, but I'm glad. Yeah, no, I hate, I hate doing it. No, I'm only doing it because <laughs> I got forced into it by 2020. Because I have a family and 2020 sucks. <laughs> yeah, all the above. I'm kind of curious how, so we, as everyone I feel like knows by now, we met in around 2009 for our writers group. I'm very curious mm -hmm. how your writing schedule changed from then to now? Because that's obviously a huge maturation period in terms of you becoming an experienced writer. So yeah. like in 2009, did you have a schedule? Did you keep a schedule when you were a new writer? Or did you just fly <laughs> by the seat of your pants? I think I was just flying by. And also when we met, I had a job that was sort of part-time that turned into kind of like a full-time like creative exec thing at an independent film company. And things were just different. Like my, my headspace, I was working, I was writing in the morning. I would work or I would write throughout the night. 
I would write at the job sometimes. And, um, I mean, every it's, it's a 180 from where it is right now. Also, I was making videos. If you remember at that time where I was kind of like producing some content, I was working with another friend. And so then I didn't really have much of a schedule. It was like, right. Whenever you can just jam, 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 everything in, everything in as much as I possibly can. And I don't know when it flipped, but over time I started to just kind of develop certain habits where I was like, okay, I love to wake up early pre-child. I, I woke up, I've always been an early riser. So I like to work in the morning. I like to do this at in the afternoon. And yeah, I've always you, been did a you have, old person. You have, and that's yeah. not a surprise at all. I knew it. <laughs> I don't even know why I asked. Well, cause I also had, obviously in 2009, I was still an assistant at Universal. And oh, so right. I had my kind of like 8.30 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. job or so. And there's no hope of writing in the morning on those days because of travel time in Los Angeles. It's just impossible. Mm -hmm. um, but at night, I would, without fail, go to an all-night diner or something and just write for hours. Yeah. Um, and then on the weekends, would get up super early because – in Los Angeles, because everyone's a writer, everyone flocks yeah. to cafes as early as they can. And so I would try to get to cafes. Like I'd be the first one in at a cafe yeah. so I could find like the ideal spot in the corner. Um, so weekends, I was always writing for at least half a day. In a weird way, I I miss that. I, I like that energy of like writing around people, even though it's always made me really paranoid and I have a problem with like people looking over my shoulder and staring really? at Really? Like screen. paranoid someone's going to steal your idea? No, no, no. Just like, it's not that. I just don't want people to know what I'm doing. Okay. You need one of those screen protectors that like no one can see unless they're sitting right in front of it. Yeah. And I have weird writing habits. You know, sometimes you'll like talk to yourself or read like a, something out loud. hundred percent. Like there have been many times I'm at a Starbucks and I'm like pulling at my hair literally and like making yeah. weird sounds. I'm like, oh, all right, public. <laughs> yeah. You're around people. But I miss, I miss that, like that energy of being around people. And it's something that I really, this is a joke about Hollywood, but what I love about Hollywood is that everyone's like hustling and doing their thing and trying to make scripts and trying to make movies and trying to write X, Y, and Z, whatever. So these cafes are filled with writers and going back to a sport, you just kind of look around and you're like, holy shit, I'm competing with everyone in this entire room right now that's a fucking weird thing to think. And just that it kind of forces you to like work a little harder. See, that makes me want to give up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. You're doing terribly right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. I sort of feel like a question that may or may not have kind of been answered, but I'm curious how your writing schedule changes when you're working on something different. So like if you're working on a script, does your day look different than if you're working on a pitch, than if you're working on just an outline? Um, just because the thought process tends to be different for those things. So do you find that yeah. your writing schedule is shorter or longer with any of those? Or does it look different? Like, are you wandering around more if you're writing a pitch than if you're writing a script? Actually, for a pitch, I usually take walks. And I record myself talking. Interesting. Like and you're I, recording yourself talking about ideas or the, like practicing the pitch? Actually, a little bit of both. Like I just like to talk it through and see. Um, I'll definitely walk and talk when I'm practicing the pitch just to like, I don't know, just, just walk around and to hear myself. Um, I also do a walk and record when I'm working on an outline. And I'm trying to like crack something. 
and I'll just walk. Okay, well, what if this happens and this happens? And like, I, I have like voice notes I've never listened to that are like 72 minutes long that I'm sure are just like rambles of stories. But it's so um, interesting. I did not know that about you. <laughs> yeah. Not that I'm surprised because I know that that's, <laughs> that's how you function is you, you tend to, to walk and kind of talk with your hands. But the fact that you record yourself, I think it's very cool. Do you? I do. All right. I, f- I saw some judgment there. Like, no, oh, none right. at all. That's just my weird okay. face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, for the most part, aside from just kind of walking and talking to myself, nothing really changes. I just, because like going back to when I have this like chunk of time, I'm like, okay, I need to get this done in five hours. Let's go. You know, I, the more we talk about this, the more I realize this is maybe a stupid topic for an episode because the the answer is that my schedule is always changing. And at the end of the day, you and I work as many hours as we possibly can function. And that's yeah. our schedule. And like in, in hearing you talk, like I was thinking of times when I would be writing a script and it'd be, it'd be a script that was due to a producer. It was had a deadline. Um, and I would maybe write for three hours and take the rest of the day off because I'd feel mm-hmm. pretty good about it. And then other right. times I'd be writing all day because I'm super stressed because I couldn't get past this one block that I just I just couldn't break this one idea. So it, like, it almost doesn't depend on the project. It just depends on where your brain is at the moment. But at the end of the day, you and I are always working. And that is just kind of the work schedule of a screenwriter. Did we just waste our time and... <laughs> <laughs> what have we done that is but you know what i think the takeaway is that is the work life of a screenwriter is you always need to be working you always need to be thinking i think i hate to say i hate to sound like this is what you need to do like wagging your finger because i'm sure uh other people are different in my opinion it just never stops you're always reading a book you're looking for material or inspiration or whatever the case it's just nonstop. But to throw a monkey wrench in all of this. Yeah, please. A showrunner on one of my shows. I asked her one one day, like, oh, man, you, you sound so busy. Like, how many hours of work do you do, you do a day? And she's like, mm, four is when I usually tap out. And I'm like, four? <laughs> Wait, wow. What? So I, I don't know if there's like this, this miracle happens when you achieve a certain <laughs> status of writer where you, yeah. you can work less and achieve more or just like work more efficiently, but I have not yet gotten there. So I'm still in this middle phase of working all the time. But even then, I swear to you, even then, if I feel like I don't think I'll ever figure out an efficient way because even then I'm going to be like, okay, just finish that. Let's work on something else. Yeah, I'm of that mind as well. The whole sitting on your laurels thing, like I finished something, yay, I'm so proud of myself, and I don't yeah. do that. <laughs> I don't do that whole those, song and dance. No, those laurels go up in flames like 20 <laughs> minutes after you're done yeah. sitting on them. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. There is just one more thing I want to say is uh, stress when having a writing schedule. Personally, I work a lot better when I'm like completely stressed out of my mind. I have no idea why. It's probably really unhealthy. But... Um, I guess my point being is that you're going to work under stress. I mean, you, you work under stress, right? Yeah. Does it help you? No. No? Are you ever not stressed? No. I need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm, 
to, to give an honest answer. So I'm really, really stressed out right now. It feels like there's not enough time in my day to do all the things I need to do in life, let alone in my writing life. And it's forcing me to be extremely scheduled. Like I said, of seven to 10 AM, I have to work yeah. on this and it's in my calendar from this time. Cause like you say, like with a kid, you, you just, you can't not, but do that. Right. Or else you're never going to get anything done. So right. I guess I work effectively under stress because it forces me to be far more organized. Yeah. All right. So I guess that's the super informative stuff we have to talk about for the writing work schedule, but at least it breaks it down. I think more than I've ever heard at panels of what our day-to-day -day life looks like. Yeah. And it, kind of bringing this full circle and I know that we just kind of led with this, but I really don't believe anyone has like the answer to a writing schedule. Yeah. I think something I always missed when a panelist would ask a writer on their panel, what does your day look like? Is validation <laughs> that me working all the time is an okay thing to do. And um, I don't know if you guys got that from hearing this <laughs> or if it's the exact yeah. opposite message you needed to hear, but it does feel like the moral of our story is that every, every free minute we have, we're either thinking about writing or writing. Yeah. I don't think people like to admit that they're always working. I think there's also this aura that people, especially on panels, like to present themselves with like, hey, I'm a fucking professional. This is how I work. And I just get things out. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, I've, you might know someone on this panel and you might know firsthand that they're like a complete spaz and that uh, I haven't used the word spaz in a really long time. But um, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying, that people are just kind of putting up that front. What we like to talk about, the smoke and mirrors of the industry. Yeah, and it's chaotic. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's end with the quote of the day, which is very applicable. The hardest thing about being a writer is convincing your wife that lying on the sofa is work by John Hughes. If you'd like more real-life screenwriting chats, commiseration, tips, and tricks, check out our Instagram at Act2Writers. Can I just say something? The Instagram is awesome. Not if you want more real life anything. Just come and follow the Instagram page. Tasha does a great job with it. Thanks. This podcast was edited by Paul Lundquist. Music by 414 Beg, which you can find on Spotify. Spotify.